Yeah. It's Andre, feel the wave, bitch. Andre, make a million, Martel. The money maker, nature boy, what it do? Yeah. Yeah. Soaring so high like eagle flying. And everybody like he's a giant. He's a tyrant, so he's a fire. My people vibing, my rivals die. All evil silent, don't need no sign. And no single, no radio. All the people that play me though. Play the show that pay me though. Like I say it though. My life a title screen, so I got the options. Girl, I'm addicted to new shoes with my fit. Same dude that my crew came through in the whip. We get it popping like an AK. I spend Monopoly and my rent pay. I've been the hardest, never get the honor. Spit fire flames since the second quarter. Naughty by nature, Andre Talladega was stopping the haters from making the paper. Our top, we don't know. Y'all fucking played out like needle broke. Coming down wavy like surface swag. Doing 180 cow bunga brad. I bring the freeze, so fuck the heat and drop the grease like an undergrad. Remember when my money was it big? I'm a man now. I'm a man now. Remember when I wasn't pushing with? I'm a man now. I'm a man now. Remember when they laughing trash my disc? I'm a man now. I'm your host, Gino Boost from GameMusicForAll.com, and you're listening to another episode of the Subcon Video Game Hip Hop Podcast. That's right, we have everything on this podcast. We have video games, we have hip hop, and it's a podcast about those things. If there's other things that exist, I don't want to know what they are. Uh, to kick things off on this episode, we heard an awesome track by Andre Martel called Remember, and it was produced by Pluto Brady. Uh, you can hear that on Andre Martel's latest album, Perfect Statues. We've been playing Andre Martel and his buddy Frosky's uh, for a long time now. The- they are known as the duo Shadow Runners, um, at least previously and hopefully in the future as well. Unlike previous podcasts of late, where we celebrated things like Advance Wars and Castlevania, this week is without a theme. It's just a nice, free, easy week of podcasting. Which means we could get a ton of stuff out of the way when I'm not yammering about one specific thing. I wanted to mention that as of this podcast, I do not own an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. But, I mean, maybe it was a good call because both of them are turning into the Xbox 1.5 and the PlayStation 4.5. I mean, they're getting upgrades, but they still... But it's kind of like the new 3DS where it's like better, but it doesn't matter. And um, I mean, why would you make a minor upgrade? Are you going to make a new console or aren't you? Uh, But I guess I can't complain. And anyone saying this is new to the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 haven't met Nintendo because they started it. Nintendo doesn't have its hands free of making these uh, 0.5 upgrades to their consoles. Don't you remember the smaller NES and the smaller SNES? And yeah, you can argue they didn't 
really do much you know they didn't have higher processing power or anything so it was just a box redesign and not the internals but then they started it with the game boy color the game boy color could play both game boy games and game boy color games but some game boy color games could only work on the game boy color so you had gray games which were game boy games you had black games which can be played on both the game boy color and the game boy and then you had clear games which were only available to play on the game boy color so this is not this is not new these 0.5 consoles is what i'm trying to say but the thing is now i have to decide do i want to cheap out and get the original console and hope that they don't start releasing clear uh discs that only work on the playstation 4.5 or xbox 1.5 or i jump on the bandwagon now and shell out the super dough so i can get my 0.5s worth of whatever the hell is supposed to be 0.5s worth better and you know what else needs a several hundred dollar upgrade every couple years? A PC. If I wanted to put up with constant upgrades, updates, patches for games, games that launch and don't even work and you have to wait for a patch to come out, um, games that you wanted to play but they never even get a patch because you play on the Wii U and sometimes the companies don't even feel it's worth the time to patch a game because no one's even playing on the Wii U except me because I only own a Wii U and not an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox 1.5 or a PlayStation 4.5. And then there's also the loss of local multiplayer. Um, I love local multiplayer and it's always the strangest thing for me now. I'm a retro gamer. A lot of the people I know, they're the same age as me, so they're pretty much retro gamers by definition but sometimes i'll visit a friend and they'll want to play the latest xbox game or a playstation game and then we'll fire it up and it turns out there's no multiplayer option i would have to go to best buy buy myself a console go home tell my friend see you i hate you i'm never visiting again and uh you know buy my own system and my own game uh, at my own house and then I'll talk to him there unless I want to play a different game and then fuck him so that's why I prefer local multiplayer and since most people especially on the Xbox and PlayStation 4 prefer to play online a lot of people just completely cut local multiplayer from the games altogether it it was a very jarring thing the first time uh we fired up a racing game and it was only one player what is this the nes you can't process two players playing at once split screen they came up with on super mario kart in 1992 and it's impossible to do on an xbox 360 or newer and then there's the long startup times 
I'm not sure if this could actually be blamed on PCs. I don't think anyone prefers long startup times. But think about when you turn on your computer. You turn it on, depending on how crummy your computer is, you wait for it to load up. And then you maybe you enter your password. And then you wait for programs to boot, programs to shut down, and programs to turn off and start up. And then after a couple moments, then you start the program you're looking for, probably an internet browser, and you're on your way. And it's the same way with consoles now. Um, I'm not sure which console was the first one to have a menu before you could actually play the game. Um, and then that also makes me feel like I have to start the demarcation line between what's a console and what's a computer. And <sighs> that's not what this episode is about. So I'm not going to dig into that kind of worms. But anyway, um, the first time I personally noticed a menu screen was with the Nintendo DS where you would go to the main menu and from that menu you would choose whether you're going to play your Game Boy Advance game or your DS game. And boy did I hate that. That racked my nerves something awful. I'm a very impatient gamer. As I've said in previous podcasts, I was raised in the arcade where you put a quarter in and you're immediately playing the game. But luckily, if you uh, dug a little deeper into the Nintendo DS instruction manual, you found out that you could change the settings and have it automatically boot to the DS game every time. And if you hold start, then it would automatically boot to the Game Boy Advance game. Now that's convenient. No matter which game you wanted to play, it would immediately go to it that easy. And then the Wii came out. For the Wii, not only could you not... uh, For the Wii, not only was there no quick start menu, but they also had that health warning that everyone hated for about 10 years. People hacked their Wii's just so they could get rid of that 3 second health warning. That's how detrimental it was to some people's health. You know, stress is not good for your health either, Nintendo. As I wrote this podcast, I already fell behind in my endeavors to bring you the newest, hottest music. Because Sky Blue is just blowing it up uh, too insanely this year. As soon as I discovered the somewhat recently released album between Sky Blue and Sublime Cloud, that's right, it's a new one from the Digidestined, but by the time I even get to drop some of this rebirth on the podcast, Sky Blue's already got another album out. Mega Rant's been blowing up this album something crazy, which makes sense because the album has come out on his Random Beats music label. So go check out both of Sky Blue's latest albums, Destined the Rebirth and Sky Blue the Cowardly Boy. And even if you don't, I'm sure I'm going to be playing even more new Sky Blue very soon. So just keep listening to the podcast as well. So get ready to get down to the sounds of Sky Blue and Sublime Cloud with their track, My Dream Delight. Oh, man. 
but ain't nothing changed. But I gotta let them know what I've been going through. It's from the heart, y'all. Suicide in my mind, they'll fall on my face I was trying to end it all, everything came crashing down Barriers I built, nowhere to be found What am I gonna do now? I guess drown in the pool of my self-doubt Sending emails, no response, getting stressed out Felt worthless, but never could you tell on the surface I first is a fake smile You know it's a high that are now Born lost in this world as a child All I had is me and a dream that I kept on reserve Feeling like the worst I deserve Why? Cause that's all that I got, but you got some nerve Underestimating me, like I'm less than superb I always find a way to get out of this slump My story's what they ran next, like you vote for Trump Ew, close hands, set the prayers up God sent me a sign, I'm feeling like giving up Then I heard a voice inside, it told me stay strong You worth way more than a song and a rhyme They gonna appreciate you in time The people need a voice, you a star, so align Define who you are, and share it to the rest You the best, nevertheless, but let me profess This first, all the nights I was fed up Working hard, getting scarred, trying to spread love And God asking me, son, what you scared of? I mean, you said it's yourself, keep your head up We all slip, falls, come before the flight But we gon' be alright Just gotta hold tight to your dreams of light And while the moon shines bright, a new shade of light is inside Critical talk, the name John Roman, I learned from Marx. Take the dogma and I pull it apart. See it as a symptom for the lack of heart in the pain's world. So we gotta put it back in. What I mean is, I'ma think and I'ma get around the problem, solve it there like as in. Just look at the cynicism we get into. We part of a perfect kid that that truth. I wanted to find a way to embrace our roots. Begin with evidence of an ancient crew. Living with the limit in the confines, with awareness of a difficult situation, we will die. Damn, I think I might just stop. I know I'll change, but this ain't a phase. I care too much to lie and cheat, and I'm no special case. And I won't evade, I will not refrain from dialogue and conversation. That's how I was raised. No, I am not a cynic, no, no. But I'll bring the criticism. Welcome back. You just heard the track Bring It. That's another one by John Rome, which you could hear over on his SoundCloud page. I can admit that I'm probably playing John Rome tracks quite often, especially if you include all the times I've played Marcus and Rome tracks. I'm always on the lookout for new music, and if dudes I dig are always releasing new music, then I'm I'm kind my hands are tied. So that's why you're hearing another great single from John Rome. And it's all about bringing the criticism, being a skeptic on the mic. And I don't talk about my skepticism on this podcast, probably a little more on the Bystanders podcast. But either way, this track is super dope. Even though I love John Rome's serious tracks that I've been playing, he actually became a big fan because of his video game tracks of course and you could hear one of his tracks from his video game 
inspired team up of Marcus and Rome on the Pokemon mixtape, which is out right now. So head over to the Game Music for All YouTube page over at youtube.com slash game music for all or you could head over to our soundcloud page at soundcloud.com slash game music for all if you're tired of hearing the same pokemon go music all night while you're out hunting a charmeleon then bump this in your phone mp3 player anyway download the mixtape now But if you're subscribed to the podcast, you already have the mixtape because I uploaded it to the podcast feed. You're welcome. Now go play Pokemon Go so I can impress you with how I'm better at it than you. Unless I'm not. And then shut up because I don't even take it that seriously. So I mentioned a couple podcasts ago that I'm thinking about the next retro video game review I want to do. Uh, I put it between a couple of different games but the one that came out on top was Rally X do you not know what Rally X is? good so check gamemusicforall.com for the article when it comes out then I'll tell you plenty about Rally X trust me especially because the retro game reviews I do are probably my favorite I don't know if You've taken the time to read my Burger Time article or my Primal Rage article, but I like talking about obscure games. Did you notice? The amount of fans I have is certainly a testament to that. Now for the main point of the podcast, we're talking about Paper Mario Color Splash, which drops on the Wii U on October 7th. I got my pre-order. Or do I? We're going to talk about this game. And a little bit of the Paper Mario series in general. Uh, First of all, this game is created by Intelligent Designs. The folks that have created every single Paper Mario up to this point. As well as every other Super Mario RPG that is not actually Super Mario RPG. Because that was made by Square. So let's get the nice niceties out of the way first. The game looks gorgeous. Everything about the game, it just looks so crisp and clean and in that 1080p HD. um, It just looks absolutely stunning, especially when the photorealistic special moves uh, get busted out. It really shows that wonderful juxtaposition and the just the clarity of it all looks incredible. Alright, now to the rest though. Uh, The game clearly looks like it takes a lot of ideas from Sticker Star. Um, Unlike the stickers of Sticker Star, we have cards now. So, as I was. As you. So, as you can see in some of the boss fight videos, that you turn to your Wii U gamepad and you pick out whichever cards that you want to use to attack the opponent. And. This is the problem with all card based or sticker based or whatever object you want to call that finite resource you want to use based game is. It turns combat itself into inventory management and 
I don't know about you and if you've learned to handle this type of thing, but I'm constantly worried about which moves I have and which move I have to use. It shouldn't be a value judgment every time I want to step on a Goomba's head, but it becomes that because who knows when I get deeper into the dungeon now I've used all my boots and all the Goombas have spikes on their helmets. And it just becomes an uncontrollable mess of trying to manage an inventory that you're quickly losing and rebuilding and losing and rebuilding without any foreknowledge of when you will get these items again. And it just leads to ridiculously large amounts of thinking that are completely unnecessary when you're already worried about so many different numbers and values and objects in an RPG. We don't need to worry about more objects and numbers and items. At least I don't. I don't know what your threshold is. What they really need to do and which would make everyone extremely happy is if they just use this beautiful beautiful Paper Mario engine and just start remaking all the other Paper Marios. And of course we'll start with Paper Mario 64 and then Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, uh, aka the two only great Paper Mario games. Bum bum bum! Did he say that? I said it. Um, I mean, let's let's take a look back at this point. Paper Mario 64, absolutely original, great game, came out of nowhere, um, was able to pick up the mantle from Super Mario RPG without pissing anybody off. Well, at least, I'm sure some people got pissed off, but calm down guys and that was followed up by the huge and epic follow-up that a lot of people swear by paper mario the thousand year door aka the game that makes me refer to super mario as the great gonzalez to this day so both of those could definitely use remakes i could definitely see uh the thousand year door getting a remake because the art styles are so similar uh, because all of the Paper Mario games uh, stem from the art style of the Thousand Year Door and then we could get a remake of Super Paper Mario that wouldn't be that ain't not half bad I mean Super Paper Mario was no full-fledged RPG but it still had a lot of things going for it uh, from there, it's, it's been pretty much downhill for the Paper Mario series, um, but hear me out, I believe that is true for all Intelligent System games. I mean, Intelligent System is in charge of a lot of people's favorite game franchises. Intelligent Systems is responsible for games like Paper Mario, Fire Emblem, WarioWare, Advance Wars, Pushmo and Crashmo and now they're on a runaway train with Fire Emblem so that's all they want to do no and that's all they want to do anymore so they just teamed up with the folks behind the Mario and Luigi series and said here you make a Paper Mario game and that was after they rushed Super Paper Mario then they half-assed Sticker Star and now that 
Paper Mario Color Splash looks to get a lot of influence from Sticker Star based on the combat with cards slash stickers, uh, based on the fact that it looks like Mario is on his own again and does not have any uh, partners that you can switch in and out, you know, like a standard RPG. I haven't seen how much combat goes into each level, but it seems like there's also tons more uh, platforming. There's tons more platforming based objectives to get through. But whether that'll be the case in the actual game, we'll find out in a couple days. So, after looking at the series of Paper Mario games, uh, to run it down again, that's Paper Mario 64, then we had Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, which came out on the Nintendo GameCube. That was followed up by Super Paper Mario, which came out on the Wii. And then we got a Paper Mario Sticker Star for the Nintendo 3DS. And since then we have gotten Mario and then we got Paper Jam, which is a crossover between the Mario and Luigi series and Paper Mario. And now we're finally getting another full-fledged console version of Paper Mario. So will this just be another rehash of Sticker Star and everyone's just not upset, but unenthused? Or will this game with all this beautiful texture and all these big grand schemes and designs be a return to form for the Paper Mario series. I mean, fun is fun, and if this game ends up being fun, then, you know, I'm on board for, I'm on board for a bunch more Paper Marios. But at this point, after Sticker Star, at this point, after Sticker Star, and just not feeling but at this point after so many years after the thousand year door um, and even many years after Super Paper Mario uh, Sticker Star unfortunately didn't do it for me um, the Mario and the Ouija series unfortunately isn't quite the same but I'm an optimist so I pre-ordered the game We'll see how much I regret that decision when I switch that game out of my Wii U for a different game. Alright, so let's start wrapping things up. Let's get some birthdays and let's get some video game based birthdays and anniversaries out of the way for the upcoming couple weeks. For those of you who like your Final Fantasy based on Japanese ideas of what Western audiences would like in a Final Fantasy game, then happy birthday to Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which turns 24 on October 5th, the release day of this podcast. Then I have to say happy birthday to Yute Saito, the creator of games such as Seaman for the Dreamcast and Odama for the GameCube. He turns 54 on October 15th, and this month also commemorates 24 years of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Uh, the first game hit US arcades back in October 8th, 1992, 
And folks living in the U.S. got their own Super Mario Bros. 2 game based on Doki Doki Panic uh, 28 years ago. Super Mario USA or Super Mario Bros. 2 to people that live in the USA uh, dropped on October 10th, 1988. Even though it took years for the Ace Attorney series to make it to the West, uh, the first game dropped on the Game Boy Advance in Japan all the way back on October 11th, 2001. And we can't forget one of the best games to ever come out in October. Shadow of the Colossus turns 11 years old on October 18th. The original game for the PlayStation 2 came out back in 2005. And now let's get into the background music you heard on today's episode. The background music kicked off with the prelude Final Fantasy 7. That's a track by 1UP from his latest EP Square Up which you can find on his Bandcamp page. Of course, be sure to check the show notes over at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon to get links to all of the great music you're hearing on today's episode. That was followed up by Remix 1000 and his tribute to Hiroshi Yamachi entitled Sticker Brush Bump. Then we heard from Share You from one of his latest albums, NLA Blues, which is a tribute to Xenoblade Chronicles X, and that track is called North Founders Street. After that, we heard some Metroid-inspired original tunes by 81 Neutrons. To bring us back from the break, we heard Undone, the sweater song, which is of course a Weezer cover, uh, performed by Please Lose Battle. Uh, which is from the Weezer, the second 8-bit album, which comes to us via the awesome Pterodactyl Squad chiptune net label. Then we get into a suite of Mario remixes, starting with File Select Super Mario 64 Remix by NPC from his latest uh, album, Remixes Etc. Volume 3. Then we hear a Paper Mario beat, by Ray ZK called Open Doors and followed up by a classic overclocked remix track number 908 that was Adhesive Boys Super Mario World The Funky Forest and it may not be Paper Mario but we hear a remix from Super Mario RPG called Smithy Forum 2 Swaguno's Lazy Shout Edit and that one is by Swaguno from the Atavistic Spasm Records compilation Beat the Boss Remixes. Then we finish things up by music by Koji Kondo himself. We're hearing a piano rendition of Map 7 Special from Super Mario Bros. 3 and this piano rendition is from the Fun Together with Bayer Super Mario World Complete Music Collection. And to end the show, we'll be hearing the track The Celebration Continues by Yuka Sujiyoko, Taisha Senda, and Koji Kondo from the Paper Mario Game Music soundtrack. But before we get into that, you're going to hear a brand new track from an artist 
brand new to the Subcon Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Subcon Podcast and enjoy the final track on this week's episode. This is brought to us by Gunplay Yakoi. This is his track, Osaka Breeze. Falling through space and time, busting corners and blocks as my seats recline. Nigga move out was mine, and it should be my name on a city limit sign. Had it poppin' on the other side of town. System all slap like Dolby surround. Flip the match switch on a bitch, she was down. Control her pussy with my mind earthbound. I hit it out the park like Ness. Laid her on her back, nutted on her chest. OG status, braids and barrettes got green. Flying high like a New York Jets. Never gave a fuck, that's the way I like it. Big nasty, the nigga ties my sidekick. Bust the fatality down, I'm hiking. Made it crunk twice, the bitch thought I was psychic. Osaka breeze, we them young black niggas with a cock with steeds. Why the hate on we? Probably cause we stack that cheese. The bitch mob where it's at, talk down on the click, then you walk in and smack. Keep it down on trap, going on water. Thanks for listening to the Subcon Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to me at patreon.com slash genoboost. Find song links and show notes at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. Follow me on Twitter at genoboost and Instagram at RetroBitsLA. And of course, you can find the latest video game-based albums at GameMusicForAll.com. You're now leaving Subcom. Subcom.